0: You are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, head on over to Facebook, and there find the Mystical City of God in your podcast group, and you'll be able to interact with me and other followers and listeners. Today's review of the podcast comes from Mama Di. This is a wonderful podcast. Father Looney's reading of these books and his commentary are so good. So much I truly didn't understand about the Doctor and the Blessed Mother. But these books, although private revelations, help me to understand it better. If you would like to help share and spread the podcast, one of the ways you can do that is by rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so that others might see it as a recommended podcast in their algorithms. Now, let us thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending, Sor Maria, to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example and holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sore Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir aflame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sore Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 147. We are reading from volume 2, book 4, chapter 7, paragraphs 443 to 447. 443. Amidst this conflagration of divine love, she spoke sometimes to her most holy Son. My sweetest love, creator of the universe, when shall my eyes enjoy the light of thy divine countenance? When shall my arms be consecrated as the altar of the victim, which is awaited by the eternal Father? When shall I kiss the earth trodden by thy divine feet? And when shall I, as the mother, gain the coveted kiss of my beloved? Canticle one, So that I may inhale thy own spirit from the flow of thy breath. When shalt thou, the inaccessible light, the true God of the true God, light of the light, John 1, nine, manifest thyself to us mortals, after so many ages of the concealment from our view? When shall the children of Adam, laden with the guilt of their sins, know their Redeemer? Baruch 3.38. See their salvation. Welcome in their midst their teacher, their brother, and their true father. O light of my soul, my strength, and my beloved, For whom dying I live, son of my womb, how can I fulfill the office of a mother, since I know not how to fulfill the desires, since I know not how to fulfill the duties, nor merit the name of even a slave? How shall I be able to treat thee worthily, who am a vile and insignificant poor worm? How can I serve and administer to thee, since thou art sanctity itself, and infinite goodness? And I, only dust and ashes. How could I dare to speak before thee or stand in thy presence? Do thou, master of my being, who has chosen me, the little one among the other daughters of Adam, govern my conduct, direct my desires, and inflame my affections, in order that I may please thee with all my powers? And what shall I do? My only delight, since thou art to issue from my womb into the world in order to suffer affronts and death for the human race, if, at the same time, I shall not be allowed to die with thee and accompany thee in thy sacrifice. Since thou art my life and my being, let the same cause and motive that brings about thy death bring it about also mine, for they are united, as if they were one and the same. Less than thy death will suffice to save the world, yes, thousands of worlds. Let me die instead of thee, and let me suffer thy ignominies, while thou be thy love and light. Sanctify the world and enlighten the darkness of mortals, and even if it is not possible to revoke the decree of the Eternal Father, which requires that redemption be abundant, Ephesians 2.4, and thy excessive charity be satisfied. Look graciously upon my desires, and let me take part in all the labors of thy life, since thou art my Son and Lord. 4.44. The variety of these and other sweetest sentiments of love uttered by the Queen made her most beautiful in the eyes, Esther nine, of the Prince of the Eternities, who was enshrined in the virginal chamber of her womb. All her interior movements were conformable to the actions of the most sacred and deified humanity. For as a worthy mother of such a son, she closely observed them as models for her imitation. Sometimes the infant god would place himself on his knees in order to pray to the father or assume the position of one crucified, as if in order to exercise himself therein beforehand. From that retirement, as even now from the highest throne in heaven, he looked upon and comprehended by the science of his most holy soul all that he knows, even at this day. And no creature of the present, past, or future, with all their thoughts and actions, was hidden from his view. To all things he attended as the Lord and Redeemer. Since these mysteries were manifest also to his heavenly mother, and since she was also endowed with all the graces and gifts necessary for acting in concert with him, she brought forth such great fruits of sanctity that no human words can ever describe them. But if we were not perverted in our judgments, and if we were not hardened as stoned, we would find it impossible at the sight and experience of these vast and admirable works to remain untouched by loving sorrow." and thankful acknowledgment. Instruction which Mary, the Most Holy Queen, gave me. 445. The lesson of this chapter, my daughter, should be that thou bear in mind with what reverence thou must handle all things consecrated and devoted to the divine service, and at the same time estimate how reprehensible is the reverence with which the ministers of the Lord offend in their disregard for the sacred objects. They should not forget or slight the indignation of his majesty against them for the gross discourtesy and ingratitude which they ordinarily show by handling the sacred ornaments and objects of worship without attention and respect. And much greater is the anger of the Lord against those who possess the incomes or stipends of his most sacred blood if they waste and squander them in vile vanities and indecent profanities." They seek for their sustenance and convenience what is most costly and valuable, while for the honor and worship of the Lord they are satisfied with what is most cheap, common, and ordinary. When this happens, especially in regard to the linens, which touch the body and blood of my most holy Son, such as corporals and purificators, I wish thee to understand that the holy angels that assist at the most exalted and sublime sacrifice— are, as it were, struck with horror and cover their eyes at the sight, full of astonishment that the Most High bears with them and suffers such boldness and presumption. Although not all offend in this, yet there are many, and few distinguish themselves in outward respect and care at the divine cult or treat the sacred objects with due reverence. They are the smaller number, and even they do not all have the pure intention, not observing this due respect out of reverence, but out of vanity and for other human ends. Thus, they who adore and worship their Creator in the spirit of truth and with a pure and upright intention have become very scarce. 4.46 Consider, my dearest, what should be our sentiments, then. On the one hand, we reflect on the incomprehensible being of God who in his goodness has created us for his honor and worship, establishing this as the very law of our nature and of all the created universe. And when, on the other hand, we see that with what ingratitude men correspond to the gifts of the most liberal creator by withholding from his service the very things intended for it, reserving for their own vanities the most costly and valuable, and applying for their creator only the most valueless and despicable of this world, This fault is little thought of and recognized, and therefore I wish not only that thou deplore it with true sorrow, but also that thou make reparation for it as far as possible during the time in which thou art superioress. Give to the Lord of the best and instruct thy religious that they attend with a sincere and devout heart to the keeping in order and the cleaning of the sacred articles. And this not only for their own convent, but also by seeking to furnish other poor churches with the corporal's investments of which they stand in need. Let them be convinced that the Lord will repay their holy zeal for his worship, and that he will relieve their poverty and the necessities of their convent like a father, and that thereby it will never become poor. This is the most appropriate occupation and legitimate business of the spouses of Christ. And in this they ought to consume their time, which may remain after fulfilling the obligations of the choir and duties of obedience. If all the religious would busy themselves purposely in these honorable, praiseworthy, and agreeable occupations, they would never suffer any want, and they would maintain an angelic existence in this life, because they do not attend to this service of the Lord. Many of them, forsaken by the hand of God, turn toward the dangerous levities and distractions, which on account of their vileness I do not wish thee to describe or consider, except to deplore them from thy heart and avert such displeasure and offense against God. 4.47 But because I have special reason to look with favor upon the inmates of thy convent, I wish that in my name and by my authority thou admonish and lovingly urge them always to live retired and dead to the world with unbroken forgetfulness of all that passes within it, that among themselves their conversation be of heaven, and that above all they preserve intact the mutual peace and love to which I have exhorted thee so often. If they obey me in this, I offer them my protection, and I will constitute myself their mother, their help and defense in the same way as I am thine. And I will also promise them my continual and efficacious intercession with my most holy Son, if they do not displease me. For this purpose thou shouldst exhort them to continual love and devotion toward me, engrafting it in their hearts. In being thus faithful, they will attain all that thou wishest for them, and much more, for I will obtain it for them. In order that they may occupy themselves with joy and alacrity in preparing things for the divine worship, and gladly undertake all that pertains to it, remind them of all that I did in the service of thy most holy Son, and of the temple. I desire thee to understand that the holy angels were full of admiration at the zeal, careful attention, and neatness with which I took charge of all that belonged to the service of my son and Lord. This loving and reverent anxiety caused me to prepare all that was necessary for his rearing up beforehand, so that I was never in want of anything necessary for clothing him and administering to his comfort, as some have thought, for my prudence, and love would not permit any negligence or inadvertence in this regard. This concludes our reading today. For day number 147, we have been reading from Volume 2, Book 4, Chapter 7, Paragraphs 443-447. to 447. In Paragraph 443, we heard Our Lady's Prayer, and a few lines of it just really stood out to me. Do thou, Master of my being who has chosen me, the little one among the other daughters of Adam, govern my conduct, Direct my desires and inflame my affections in order that I may please thee with all my powers. We know that Mary does please God because of what God has done and accomplished in her life. So, as the mother of the Savior, because of the Immaculate Conception, she is pleasing to God. But we can make that prayer of Our Lady our own as well. We pray. Direct my desires and inflame my affections in order that I may please thee. That everything we do would please almighty God. That we might desire the things of heaven. That we might love the Lord our God above all things. We also heard the lesson of Our Lady today. The lesson of this chapter, my daughter, should be that thou bear in mind with what reverence thou must handle all things consecrated and devoted to the divine service. Something that is consecrated is set apart for holy things, for holy purposes. An altar actually is consecrated with oil being placed and marked on it. There's a special ceremony in which an altar is consecrated. There are other... Things that are consecrated, of course, we think of the vessels at Mass, the ciborium, the chalices. Those are consecrated. They are devoted to the service of the Lord. Other vessels and objects in the church serve God's purposes. So I think it's just an encouragement to us to have a sense of reverence for these holy things. Sometimes I think we can just think about it mindlessly, that maybe we don't pay as much reverence as we should. But let us be more attentive. Let us be more reverent after the encouragement and example of Our Lady. Finally, it concluded with this. For this purpose thou should exhort them to continual love and devotion toward me. Engrafting it in their hearts and being thus faithful, they will attain all that thou wishest for them, and much more, for I will obtain it for them. Mary is telling Maria of Agreda, encourage people to a sincere devotion to me, and know that I will obtain many things for them. Today, Maria of Agreda encourages us to reverence the things of God, and to be devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes, over 2,500-page work of the Venerable Maria of I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.